McFarland. McFarland. McFarland Energy, thanks once again for sponsoring the Brad Foe Show, powering us through the season. We're almost to the All-Star break. Coop, you ready to go to Los Angeles? Oh, I'm ready. I, I, I haven't been to California in some time, so I, I don't know ever, if the state's ready for me. Ever? Ever? No, I've been. I went to San Diego uh, when I was like, I think I had to be, had to be like about 2008, 2006. Ooh, who could forget? Who could? Um, so Coop and I going out to the All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend. Before that, we're going to have uh, another podcast, a Baseballs and Boring podcast with Courtney and a special guest. Uh, talking about the the aforementioned all-star game but before we do that before we do that and i know there's a lot going on uh, there's a lot going on right I mean, how much going chris, on chris sale injuries that's one but you know all, all uh no i said chris sale injuries that's two, oh, it's, it's two. yeah um you know the, uh, the orioles see if, see smart podcasting real quick here you should have broke down injuries into whitlock into evaldi then you could you could have juiced a little bit more out of that. Nah, that's okay. I, we're we're <laughs> jumping right to the chase. Okay, so, uh, well, speaking of Garrett Whitlock, I went up to Portland to watch Garrett Whitlock, and there was a rain delay, so I went. I left because my work ethic stopped the charge. But 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 you were there. You made the attempt, nonetheless. I, made the attempt. I can't listen. I can't control Mother Nature. So, uh, but but my work ethic did lead me to talk to Sedan Raphael. And talk to some people about Sedan Raffaella. And you say, who is Sedan Raffaella? Who is well, Sedan Raffaella? I am Coop. I am convinced, unless they are just pumping this guy's tires for trade value. I mean, I have not heard people in this organization talk like this, somebody like this in a long, long time. I mean, in a long time. Do you think that's how he slid into the what is he, 86? On the, uh, well, on the that, chart right now. I mean, we, but but here's the thing, and this is why we Just have PR. Uh, this is why we have minor league. This is why our minor league correspondent is actually a minor league player because we can cut through the sort of like what people are feeding him. He actually has boots in the ground, eyes on the person or the people, and that's Alex Benellis. And how hold up, got, hold up. I what? love I love Alex. He's a great dude. Uh, you don't think he he'd pump up his teammate a little bit? No, but but. Yeah, he'd pump up any teammate, but you have to, like, filter it out. You have to figure out, like, exactly what where he's, like, just saying nice things. Okay, where like, he's actually getting into the nitty-gritty, well, which I we mean, actually got, like, what, keeps, two months like, in advance? So he brought this guy up. When we set up, single out a guy, he was quick. Boom, this was a guy. Yep. And then, you know, he was on the radio with us, and he was like, I've been in awe of him. I've been in awe. Like, and I just feel like... And then I talked to people in Portland and the things that they were saying, I'm like, holy mackerel, like this is like this kid is is must be really, really good. So when you're talking about one of the best players to come up and, you know, everybody wants to compare Rafaela to Mookie Betts now, because when you get this type of hype and you're that size and you play the outfield, you know what happens, Coop? You get the comps. You get the comps. You get the comps. You get all the comps. That's like, hey, like that's what hey. If if baseball players are good at playing baseball, sports talk radio is good at doing the comps. That's how would what, you? That's the bread how, and butter. How would you comp your hair? How would I comp my hair? Yeah, what, what's your, what's your um, hair it depends. Comp? It it really depends on the humidity and how much effort I put into it that day. Uh, if I get the headband going, I sometimes look like a sober Cody Bellinger. Um, I've gotten that before. That was a good. Uh, that was good for the ego one time. Um, besides that, I don't know. 
You wear I don't know what the comp would That's be. That was my takeaway from that. What's that? You wear a headband? Yeah, you got to keep the hair out of the face like when you're playing tennis or you're running. <laughs> Rock climbing. Okay. Anyway, so uh, the comps the comps are the key. And Sedan, Raf- Sedan Raffaella is a, is a guy who's getting all kinds of comp, all, all kinds of compliments as well. That was and, good. That was good. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, so before we go on and talk about them, so let's go right to the sources. And when we go right to the sources, we go right to the sources. First up is going to be Eddie Romero, assistant GM, who is the straw that stirs a drink when it comes to knowing these guys, um, the international signings, uh, overseeing that whole department. And also it's like, you just knowing these guys from like the, the, the little wee Sedan Raffaella, which we talk about with Eddie. I mean, there isn't a weir player that you're ever going to find in terms of guys who are a weir, like your weir. Weir we? means small. No, I understand that. That's just, I've never heard weir. I don't know. I just made it up. So, I, I, uh, hey, Dr. Seuss also made up words. Yeah, there you him go. Now. <laughs> like, I am the Dr. Seuss of uh, the Red Sox beat. So, we talked to Eddie Romero. He explains where Sedan came from, his path, and everything else. And then, uh, well, let's get to Eddie first. Here's Eddie. Eddie Romero, great conversation with him about the guy who is the straw that stirs a drink when it comes to the absolute hottest prospect in the Red Sox system right now. All right, there's nobody we'd rather have on the Bradford Show than Eddie Romero, uh, a, a recurring guest every time we need to get like legitimate information on somebody. This is the person we turn to. There you go. I'm, 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 I'm here for you, man. Oh, my goodness. Miguel Blaze, you name it. You know, we'll go down, probably going back to Devers. I remember we did a Devers podcast. Who is this guy, Rafael Devers? And he's like, well, his nickname's Smiley. And like, sure enough, there he is. I, I, if I recall correctly, you used to call him Devers back then. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's very atypical, like Bostonian, mispronounce everything. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So uh, in that spirit, in that vein, I will probably mispronounce the topic of this this show today. Sedan so Raffaella, tell me how I mispronounce his name. No, that's good. That's good. Sedan so Raffaella, yep. And he's got a great name. You know, Chipper is one of his middle names. He's uh, He's a ball player, all right. Wait a second. Chipper is one of his middle names. Yeah, I believe his his full name is Ch- uh, Sedan Chipper uh, Nicasio Marte Rafaela. As in, like and the brave. Was, as in the brave. Yes. He was interesting. So like, direct, was, direct, was, direct, like name, like relate, like his yeah, parents, like fans of Chipper Jones. Parents, yes, it's on his uh, birth certificate. Everything. That's uh, one of his middle names is Chipper. Wow. I can't. I, I can't believe this is breaking news. <laughs> I mean, has this been reported? I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll take any any bit of breadcrumbs we can get. Let's go. Uh, breaking, yeah. yes. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Well, all right. Well, all right. So um, I had the pleasure of talking to him up in Portland. Uh, great kid. Uh, and and you know and and Eddie, here's the thing. Before we get into sort of his backstory. I know, you know, we had heard, obviously had um, uh, one of the members of the Bradford show, not even a friend of Bradford show, Alex Benalis on with us. And he, he like multiple times, we was over the top about this kid, playing with him in Greenville and in Portland. And he keep hearing things. And I go to Portland and some of the people, well-respected people in that organization, some of the stuff they were saying about him, man, like I, like I had one person 
say, you know, he's the best player he's seen come out through the Red Sox system maybe ever. Uh, and someone else say that, you know, he's the best player in the league right now already. Like, all of it. And, and I know, I get it. Like, you don't want to put pressure on this kid, but I'm just going by what people say. Um, so, you know, it, when you hear things like that, do you, like, does that hit home or is that is that, do you think that's hyperbole? No, I mean, look, I there. It goes without saying that he's, you know, put himself into a, a really good position with the work that he's put in over the over the past few years, and um, you know, he's gotten significantly stronger. I think one thing that separates Sedan um, from a lot of players is are, are his instincts. You know, he was born uh, into a baseball playing family, and um, I think it was just a matter of time and some adjustments that he's made. Um, you know, kind of with his swing to unlock some power and everything, but. He's got uh, ridiculous hand-eye coordination. He's uh, got a, an incredible sixth sense for the game, for positioning. Um, he sees things happen before they do. And uh, those are things that have really helped, you know, kind of elevate his, his skill and his talent already to, uh, you know, what so far has been a, a really good season, yeah. So, obviously, one of my favorite, f- favorite pastimes when I talk to you, Eddie, is where did this kid come from? And this is an <laughs> opportunity also to give some scouts some credit along the way. Um, sure. So when I talked to him yesterday, the thing that jumped out to me was, well, I asked him about why the Red Sox. And he said, well, they were basically show the scout showed the most interest when he was a 14 year old. And then it came down the Red Sox and Rays and he picked the Red Sox. The other thing that jumped out to me was 130 pounds. What? I, and I get it, man, like 16 years old, whatever. But 130 pounds, that's like good scouting. That's good projecting. And I know that he's still not a big guy, but he's 30 pounds heavier than he was. Sure. So talk a little bit about, about the, pr- the progression of, of him from uh, 14 years old on, I guess. Sure. Well, look, it all starts with our, with our area scout, kind of um, sounding the alarm on him, Dennis Newman. And Dennis has done a tremendous job for us um, over the years. And Dennis, from day one, he was like, hey, there's this little kid, but he can really play, you know. And um, he, played, he plays all over the field. He plays shortstop. And – the leagues in Curacao are so fun because they're, you know, they play weekend baseball, but it's tournament style and it's uh, a lot of fans in the stands. There's pressure to win from, uh, from an early age. And, um, and it, they're, they're passionate about their baseball there. And so, you know, we sent a couple of scouts down there, a couple of our cross checkers, Adrian Lorenzo was with us at, at the time. He was also one of the guys that was pounding the table uh, for, for Sedan. And we ended up bringing him to the Academy when he was of age to do that. And he was really impressive, you know, but we all were like, you know, he's still weighing 135 pounds at the time. And so you're, you know, you're, you're projecting on these kinds of, you know, you see big league players and how physical they are. Um, even guys, you know, like that maybe not be the biggest guys in the world, like the Altuve's little, they're very physical. And so that was one of the question marks that we had, but we fell in love with the makeup. This kid was such a gamer. Again, we put him to play multiple positions uh, all around the infield at that time. And, um, and, you know, he excelled everywhere. He performed for us. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those situations where we were like, we're going to take a risk, uh, a risk here um, because there's so much to like. And, and the intangibles kind of put him over the top. You know, his mom was a Red Sox fan. His brother had uh, played some college ball in the States. And, um, you know, usually everybody on that island is a Braves fan because of Andrew Jones. But fortunately, his mom kind of helped us out there. And I think she, uh, she put us over the top. But, uh, but, yeah, and it was funny. You know, as soon as we signed him, he immediately kind of um, his, his versatility, his gameplay. We threw him in the outfield, you know, to kind of during an instructional league, and he took to that very easily. And um, and again, it's been a really cool development arc for him. Coop, you got something? 
Yeah. So I it, more so on that whole the scouting process. It, is there a lot to weigh before you? you I mean, you're, you're making that hundred thousand dollar typically contract, and then you're getting that sign in bonus, which is about like three percent of that. Um, and, and when you look at the grand scheme of things, with like the numbers that we're talking about, like with Devers or Xander, and you look at like Juan Soto, and they're they're gonna get hundreds of millions of dollars. And then when you look at when these guys start out, it looks like a small investment. But how big of a decision really is that? Because I mean, you're also working on development. You're working on you know, making sure that they're taken care of once they are at the stage. Well, yeah, and that's a good point because it's like you say, you know, you said it yourself, Eddie. It's, you know, we took a chance, right? I think his signing bonus was only ten grand, but still, you're taking a chance because you're giving him a spot, you know? So, so yeah, exactly. So, like, you're weighing in, like, a whole lot of other teenagers at that time, and that's the thing is they are teenagers. So, like, how much of it – what is that deciding factor? Because I know that you said there might be, like, intangibles or – he might just have instincts. What, like, what is that one little glimpse that you might see or a scout might see that makes you make that decision? Sure. But I mean, uh, well, I think, you know, kind of when you're talking around that particular market, that's more of like a calculated risk. You know, when you see somebody who is falling into this range and you see the athleticism, the twitch, you see some of the physical attributes, even at 130 pounds that you can see. And then you combine that with when you get to know the kid, you see the makeup of the player, his desire. You know, we knew that this kid was going to do everything um, not only on the field, but he was going to, you know, he knew that he needed to get better uh, or get bigger. And he told us that he's like, look, I just need to, you know, like get on a regular weight program and a strength plan. And that's not something that I'm doing now. Um, and as soon as we, you know, got him into the Academy, he was doing that stuff on his own. So it's those kinds of things. And they, but, but again, like it's much easier to do this when it's a low dollar, kind of a lower dollar target than somebody who's, you know, kind of asking for three or $4 million. Obviously you're going to take a chance on that. But again, like, the the athleticism um the versatility that he brought and look it always helps like we don't performance scout but it also helped that while he may have been one of the smaller guys at the uh, at these games and the trials that we were having he was also performing his tail off so that made it pretty much a a, a no-brainer for us you actually so you slipped in something there that i i really like that caught my attention was just the ability that like players are open to being like malleable like that you can bring them into your organization and you're able to still grow their game or educate them on the game because they are young. Is that like a huge thing that you guys look for as far like, especially with Sedan uh, Rafaela, like you said, like he's been able to prog uh, progress as a player once he's like come into this organization. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the way that the MLB has set up the rules there are certain times throughout the year and depending on age where you can bring a player uh, into your complex and in, in the Dominican and evaluate them. And that's key for us. You know, it's, it's gotten harder to do over the years, but um, being able to like, I mean, that's the best way that we can sit down with a kid and get to know his makeup, what drives him, his motivators. Is it money? Is it being a hall of famer? Is it for his family? Whatever it is. And, uh, and all those things, you know, like that, that's the sixth tool is, is kind of like the, the cherry on top is once we know we, that we can check off that this kid wants to be a, a ball player and that he's got the, the driving motivation and the work ethic to do it. Um, but once we sign him, you know, like once we sign these players, they all go to the Academy and, um, you know, like that's where they are usually have, you know, three square meals for the first time. They're, you know, uh, undergoing a daily strength and conditioning program that's overseen and that matches what we do stateside. Uh, it's the first time that they're playing every day. So we've got to, uh, you know, understand workload management as well um, for these guys. So uh, from there is really when, you know, like you can, there, there's a lot of players and, and a lot of talent that separates itself from the rest pretty early on once those guys get into the complex. 
So when was the holy crap moment? When was the like the in the, in the offices you're like, wait a second, guys, you remember this guy we signed? Like, holy crap, he's really good. You know, well, it might have been the other day with that play he made in center field. Yeah, right. I mean, that was yeah. that was pretty incredible. <laughs> no, but you know, like I just you know when when um you know I will say this like he's he's always shown some pop uh, you know and you're like wow you know he's come in physically, um you know after the pandemic he came in much stronger noticeably stronger which is fantastic because you know again a lot of these guys were on their own we didn't and, and we were trying to keep tabs on them but you're not seeing those guys all the time um but he came in in tremendous shape and then when you know like the ball was sounding different off the bat last year that was one thing that we that we noticed immediately and i remember that ball that he hit in pittsburgh during uh in bradenton during spring training this year when he when he uh I believe it was austin bryce who he took yeah. out and that was another that was another moment where like wow you know this guy's this guy's poised to uh to have a big year and you know he's gone out and done that and i think the defensive you know his defensive ability he hasn't played that much center field overall you know because we were bringing him up as a shortstop and um you know the outfield play was more something that we did more in instructionally but uh the way he's taken to it now is just another um it's more evidence of just how instinctive he is and how he can read things and see things and get to a spot that i think that's a special talent for him you know, because we like comparing and we like comping. Uh, here we go. The Smooky Schmetz. Uh, uh, but, I'm you not, know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not one for these No, guys. no, 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 no. I would never do that to, to the, a Raffaella family. Um, but, but here's, you know, the similarity. So when we look at a kid like this, and I hear things like, you know, I haven't seen a player come up through this, like best player in the league, so forth and so on. And I'm looking at him, and, and he's that size. And, like, listen, Mookie was 160. His baseball reference page said 160 forever. You know, so I know at one point he was 160. But I think that you said something, two things that, like, or, or traits that I guess would be the same, and even with Pedroia, which is hand-eye coordination, right? Hand-eye coordination and quick twitch muscles and sort of that inner strength. Like, that's the similarities you're probably talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a special knack, you know. I, I think um, – Rafi is a hand eye, and I think it even gets him in trouble sometimes, you know, because I remember like Iglesias was like this. A lot of times there are pitches that most guys can't make, get get the bat head to or can't make contact with, and, and he does. And But at the same time, I also think that that's one of, been, uh, one of the reasons that he's been able to uh, drive the ball with as much success is because without having, you know, all that physical strength, he's still able to uh, generate the bat speed and the point of contact where he can still drive the ball into the gaps and, and this year, especially over the fence. Well, go ahead, Coop. No, I was just going to ask, you watch these guys, and especially with, you know, we were talking with Benellis, as Robin said earlier this year, and the Greenville drive got off to a hot start. A lot of the like, individual players were having really good performances. And uh, you see them move up, they go up to Portland, still doing pretty decent. Is there ever a concern that there's going to be a logjam with some of these guys, especially, you know, Benellis or Hamilton, where you, they were big trade trade pieces in the offseason, and you do want to see them kind of eventually bloom into the into the Red Sox, and often that doesn't happen. Do you but have is there too ever... many good players? Is that what you're saying? Do you... Well, no, I'm just asking, like from from your perspective, is is there ever like you know champagne problems? Like the guys are progressing too fast. Yeah. I, I hope so. I hope we have a log jam. You know, I mean, it's on us to find at bats for everybody, and I think we can do that. And and again, we're big on workload management, making sure the guys stay fresh through the dog days. But 
Um, you know, we're in a better place than we were a few years ago when it comes to overall talent in the minor leagues. We know that um, we've made some, um, you know, some good trades to, to, to add talent. Some of our guys have taken a step forward uh, through our PD system. And so um, we hope that's the case where we, we are in a situation where we need to find guys that pass. But that, that's, again, that's one of the big things why versatility, defensive versatility has become so important to us. And you see, you know, Rafael bouncing around the field and Cole Cotton bouncing around the field and Bonell is playing the corners. Um, that's something that we're going to continue to emphasize so that we can get everybody that needs that bats to make sure that they get them. What I love there, is, go ahead, cool. Was there ever any fist pumping when you saw uh, Rafaela get put in the top 10 or put in the top 100 uh, this past month? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, uh, the, the, you know, we, we read those just like everybody else. And I, you know, I love being able to uh, point out, you know, our area scout uh, found this guy and we got him and, and now he's a top 100 prospect. I mean, those are the things that continue to, to drive markets. And when, you know, when your area scout gets up in the morning at 6am to go out and start fishing, you know, in these uh, different countries, uh, those are the things that everybody hopes to find. And, you know, like that's kind of step one and step two is getting him to the big leagues. And step three is having the main stay in the big leagues. And so, um, those are great motivators for uh, for our department. Absolutely. Eddie, last thing is that, you know, we, the, the Futures game's coming up, and it's sort of in line with what Coop just said. I mean, for you, it's like, yeah, let's go. Like, let's go. Like, this, like <laughs> the fact that he's there. I mean, that kid, I can tell you, I don't know him. I mean, we, we develop a deep personal relationship in the 10 minutes we, we talked yesterday. But it was – you could tell he's an outgoing guy. So he's probably going to go to the all-star he's like it's going to be a great scene for him right and for you Absolutely. it must be it's a great i mean this is uh, this is another thing i love talking to you about the proud the proud papa right for absolutely scouts, i mean for it's players a, for the scout um you know for the for the kids at the academy obviously like they see these guys and they think that these you know this can be them in the future when they're watching a brian bayo you know pitching at the big league uh, stage and and a Rafael, you know, going to be in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium at the Futures game. Those are what those guys, what every one of those 72 players at the complex drives to, to be. And so um, it's an incredible it's an incredible feeling for them, for those coaches that first got him and started molding him into the Red Sox way of doing things. And then for the entire kind of player development staff, you know, from the farm director on down, for the from the coaches that have worked with him, um, everybody has played a role in that uh, medical team, the behavioral skills team, everybody. Uh, is that's in a, you know a point of pride, and um, they're hard. You know, it's it's hard to get a player to the futures game, and, and the fact that uh, that you know we found this one kid from a tiny island, and uh, and, and he's going to be there representing the Red Sox on Saturday is, is a really neat moment for everybody. But before we let you go, you mentioned the other day you told uh, that the, your um, your Dominican League team, like what they're they're running off like 103 or something like that. They're, they're like a <laughs> dynasty. Like what is yeah, it? Yeah. They're, uh, I think they're like 23 and five, maybe. Yeah, but the, oh this, my gosh. Coop, Coop, but Coop, get this. This is a great thing. I love this. So if they go undefeated for the week, they get, <laughs> they get free pizza. That's like, what it's all about. You got to introduce it back what it's down all to about. being a kid, right? We, I mean, that's we, yeah, awesome. we, we uh, they know that they we incentivize it. We say, guys, you go undefeated for the week. You have a, a pizza dinner and those Saturday games. If they're five and zero that week, that Saturday game is intense. Can you pass that's that's gonna be a good time because then you're you're playing with like it, it's not like you're playing for like that bonus at the end of the year any anything you're playing for like no, the pizza so it, it yeah, makes it a little bit more fun it makes it a little bit right. more i tell loose. you what eddie 
please pass on the word. This is, I mean this sincerely from the bottom of my heart, is that if they go undefeated in the next week, whenever it is, whenever the next week you have the pizza week, right? We will send every single one of them a baseballs and boring t-shirt. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. Great. No, I mean, I, I mean it. Absolutely. I mean, as long That's as awesome. they take pictures of it and tweet it out. Of course. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, Eddie. Eddie, thanks, we'll man. Always always awesome. great. Uh, don't be haunted by the ghosts in the team hotel down there in St. Petersburg. All right? I, I know. I might I might move. We heard some stuff last night, so I might move out. Oh, nice. All <laughs> right. That's the type of news we break right. here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Eddie. All right. Thank thanks, you. guys. Have a good one. Thank you. All right. Good stuff from Eddie. Uh, so now what do you do now after we talk to the person talking about the person? Break it down. No, we talk up to the person. We talk to, to the, the person. actual person. Oh, okay. So you're going right into it. You're just you're you're yeah. flying into the interviews. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Well, for I this sat one. down. I sat down with Sedan Raffaella, and no translator needed. Very intelligent guy. Um, so I mean, he is he's a lot. All had big smile on his face the entire time. And I hope you can feel when you listen to this interview, feel his enthusiasm, feel his confidence. That's my goal, Coop. That's your goal. You're here to support our guys. Well, no, not to support them, but just to oh, like yeah. give you the vibes. The vibe. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Here's Sadan Rafaela. Gotten this year compared to last year. I mean, a lot. It's a process. I, I've got a lot of better both sides of the game, hitting defensively, mentally too. A lot of experience. How, how, why, why? Like, did you do something in the off season that helped you, or is it just you just got better? I mean, yeah, just stick to the process. You're gonna see results. Mm-hmm. Well, so what has the process been in terms of, um, like, what did you do this off season? I mean, worked very hard because you switched positions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't switch because I, I still play in the field, but yeah, so you can say I switched. <laughs> Have you played outfield before? No, not in my profession, Never. you know. Really? No. Did it just was it easy for you? I mean, it wasn't that difficult. It wasn't easy, but it wasn't that difficult either. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you're good at it. <laughs> the, um, is there anybody, anybody's game that you look at that you say, I want to be like that guy? I mean, obviously I look to, to people, but I don't say I want to be like nobody. But obviously I look like guys like Mookie, Acuna. Sander, Devers, you look up to those guys and say, like, that kind of player I want to be. Is there any advice that, like, Sander or Devers or anybody has given you? Yeah, Sander, I talked to him in sprint training. He gave me a couple of advice, like, I mean, just work hard, play hard every game. Thanks for that. Did it? Was you? Were you like? Or were you? Did, did it? Did it stick to you? Did yeah, what? Yeah, of course, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where? Where? Where did you work out in the? Uh, sorry, in the off season. In the off season, I, I work out in, in Curacao. Oh, Curacao. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so, as this year has gone on, more people like me. <laughs> 
Yeah. You, can you feel that? Can you feel the more attention? Yes, of course. I feel that, but I don't let that bother me. No? Yeah. How would you describe your game? How would you describe yourself? Your game. My game will describe it with one word. Play hard. Yeah, that's yes. it. That's it. Just play hard. Play hard. Yeah. You want to see the results. Yeah. Yes. What? So, the catch that you made the other night, yeah. we all saw, right? <laughs> yes. So, was that the best catch you've ever made? Or? I mean, I think so, yes. Yeah. I can say, yes. Can you, can you take me through that? Like, what, what you were thinking when you were going for it? I mean, I, I, I saw that that guy was pulling the ball a bit, so I played a bit more pulled. And I saw the, the fly ball, and I knew it was on the warning track or it was gone. So I run hard and I just calculate the steps and did jump you? for it. Yes. When you, when you jumped, did you think, eh, maybe, or did you have? Were you confident you were gonna get? Yes, yeah, I, I was confident. Really? I knew I was. I can get there. Really? Yeah. Have you ever had a feeling like that, catching a ball? Yes. I made one last year, too, that I went to the sports center. It was a double play from left field that I dived for. Okay. And I threw to first. Oh, made sports center? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, okay. That one, that one was awesome, too. But, and so can you feel... Um, you know, you're in double A, you're doing well in double A. Is it getting exciting for you because you're getting closer? And I know the one day at a time and everything, yes. but it must be exciting that you're. Yes, of course. Of course, it's exciting that you see your works, it's paying off. But like you say, just one step at a time. Don't be in a rush. <laughs> when, how did you pick the Red Sox? I mean, just free agent. Yeah. Yes. Were, were they interested really young? or? Yes. The, the scout that assigned me was interested since I was 14. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you agreed when you were 14? No, no, they didn't agree. He just oh. was just oh, telling me. he would on you. Yes. So, like, we're going. Yeah. I want to sign you when you They were the first one. Yes. I mean, you were must have been a little guy, right? Yes, I was small. How skinny. Much, really? How, <laughs> yes. how, how much did you weigh, you know? Uh, I think when I signed, I wait like 130. Yes. So, what, you were 16? Yes. 16? 130? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How much are you now? 160. Good for you. So, when you, you, so it was basically, so they showed the intro, most interest early and just followed you through. Yes. Were there other teams involved at the end? or? I mean, yes. I mean, I made a lot of tryouts, but like interested, like the Red Sox was was only Tampa. Oh, I yeah. Run, I went to to the VR to do some trials with him, but I decided to come with Red Sox. Wait, so you went to where? To New York? To Dominican. Oh, Dominican. Yes. Okay. Oh, to do some tryouts. Yes. Okay. Okay. But you picked the Red Sox. Yes. I mean, it worked out, right? <laughs> yeah. And and it's when you sign, does it seem like so far away? Yes. Really? How yes, old are you I'm 21. 21. Yeah. I mean, you're so young. Yeah. But that was five years ago. That was five years yes. ago. Yes. Yeah. Can you think back about how far you've come? Yeah. I do it every day. Do you really? <laughs> yes, every day. See, I mean, I knew that I, I, I could do it. Like, one day I was going to be here, but I still think sometimes, like, 
Yeah. You have to pinch yourself a little bit. And then you make the jump from single A to here. Yeah. And where you're like, I mean, you're a confident guy, but still, you're like, oh, am I going to be able to do? Yes, of course. Where's the thing about that? I will be able to handle, like, that league, but, like, my brother, my cousin, they talk to me. It's the same game. Really? Yes, same game, just... Keep playing hard. Are they back home? Yes. Okay, what's your brother's name? Cesar. Cesar. Okay, same last name. Okay, all right. And it's now you're in Maine. Yes. (laughs) Who do you live with here? I live alone. Oh, you live alone? Do they help you? Do they put you guys up? Yes. Oh, they do? Okay. Okay. So it's a long way from Carousel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So just just the last thing is that. Is that do you, you know, when you watch the Red Sox now, do you like, I mean, how, did you, how many, and seeing those guys in spring training and had a chance to play with the big team and Cora giving me advices was fun and was very motivation for me. Yeah, what, was, what did Cora say? I mean, just it's the same game. Same game. Same game. Really? Same 90 feet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. true. Yeah. It's true. And, and did anybody that you see, you said Xander gave you advice, yes. but anybody else that you saw that you're like, oh, wow, that was cool, even playing against anyone or anything like that? Nah. I mean, you're, you, you can hold your own. <laughs> all right. All right. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. All right, cool. What's your takeaway? Oh, first and foremost, the Eddie Romero right off the bat, the Chipper Jones thing. Oh, breaking, that was right? I. Do we know this? Like, I had it, never heard that. So did this you is Google again, that like, yet? Did you Google it yet? No, I mean, did you know that going in? No. Okay, so because I'll be honest, like I did my homework beforehand, and I did my my, my Rafaela like homework, and and I did my Eddie Romero homework, and none of that ever came up. And it go, it goes back to like, are the Red Sox the only guys talking about this? Because I would have figured that you would have seen something in like the Athletic or Weei would have uh, would have pulled something like this out. What about Chipper about his middle name? Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a fun uh, little piece to put out in the middle of the day. Oh, absolutely! I I had no no idea. I mean, the, the, and it was interesting. You know what was interesting is that obviously he's from Carousel, right? So, um. As Eddie points out, everyone's Braves fan because of Andrew Jones. That's where the Chipper Jones things come from, right? I would imagine. They, where, like you just end up becoming a Braves fan, and then it well, just matriculates into Jones. I like Chipper Jones. Well, Andrew Jones, yeah, and and yeah. Like, you, so you watch those games, and there you go. But unless his, you just like you don't know the difference between the Joneses, like you just assume maybe, that Andrew Jones maybe. is also Chipper. Everyone's talking, hey neighbor, everyone's talking about this Jones guy. Did you see Chipper place? last night? And your neighbor's yeah, just yeah. like, I have no idea what yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but. I've had, I mean, but also, holy mackerel, coop, that's bold to to like get the. I know, I know, it sounds like he has like three middle names, but it's bold to like actually drop on the middle names as Chipper. Hey, is it as bold as uh, having your kids' initials be MLB? Speaking of comps, who's that? Mookie Betts. Oh yeah, but they didn't mean to do that. Yeah, but it's still a fun thing to. No, to but talk they about. meant to do this. I mean, they meant to. Much like my parents meant to put my middle name as Farnsworth, 
which is might be a distant relationship relation to Philo Farnsworth, the inventor of the TV. Oh, who could forget? Who well, my middle forget? name is my, that's bold too. So the chipper uh, middle name. It, let's put up a poll. Who is a bolder parent? So Chipper's middle name or Farnsworth as a middle name? Robert Chipper Jones. Farns Chipper Jones does not have a statue in Statuary Hall in the Capitol building. I can tell you that much. Farnsworth does. Oh, there you go. So there you Some, go. Something you pick up when I'm, you give tours in college. I, I'm I'm royalty. Is it Philo Farnsworth? I don't know. They just have the one of the so every state they get to put two uh, statues in the the Capitol building. Oh. It's a fun little thing that you tell people when they come and tour the building. Um, and I believe it's Nevada. He's from Nevada. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, but, you don't even know your, come on. No, nah, I don't know. Like, but so they, all, one of their know, statues is the inventor is of all, the TV. This is all I know when it comes to middle names. My middle name is that I would be making appreciably more money and my IQ would have been appreciably higher if I just committed to the pen name R. Farnsworth Bradford. Like, tell me, tell me I wouldn't be working for the New York Times right now. Come on. What about RF Bradford? I feel like the double in yeah, I could do that. maybe heightens it a little bit. But yeah, I don't want people, you know, I'm walking down the street, say, hey, Farnsworth, you suck. You know, like. You no, prefer I Bradford, you suck? Hey, Bradford. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway. I something that rolls off the tongue when I'm being insulted. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, great people at Portland yesterday, yesterday, huge fans of the show. It's almost, it's almost too big there. We got to find, but, uh, find another state. But what, as far as besides names, what was your takeaway from Eddie talking about, uh, Rafaela? Um, I can't get past, you know, and no, they'll never, they never want to do the comps, right? They never want to do the comps, but when he mentioned the hand-eye coordination, so my thing is in, in Coop, you, you have to understand like how like relatively small this guy is now you can tell he's strong like you can tell he's strong let's not but, disparage our short guys i'm five five nine five no, ten no. On a good day. he's like a good like eight inches shorter than you so, so we're, talk we're talking jose altuve no nah, he's not that short okay no he's like mookie he's like honestly like he's like this mookie's is like five ten mookie's not five ten mookie's like mookie's five, in eight. that five eight five ten five, range there's a big difference. No, that's uh, two inches. Is, uh, <laughs> hey, Pedroia, two, two you, inches gets said, the job if you done. Said that, if you said that about Pedroia, yeah, you're in that 5'8 to 5'10 range. There's a big difference. Big difference. Uh, anyway, the, the hand-eye coordination thing, because that's what Pedroia, that's, people don't understand. Like, that's what made Pedroia Pedroia. Like, his hand-eye coordination. Same thing with Mookie Betts. Like, the hand-eye, the, obviously the quick tip twitch muscles. But the hand-eye coordination is so huge. I played Pedroia in ping pong once. Holy mackerel! Sick no brag. No, yeah. Well, listen. Hey, kids, gather around. <laughs> um, no, it, it's it's crazy. And his mom was a tennis player, so forth and so on. But to me, that's like that's what makes these players so great. And and you know, the fact that he hasn't played outfield for so long. Think about this: is that this kid. He goes from infield to outfield, basically like at the end of last year. And he's considered this unbelievable outfielder. And this doesn't disparage Jaron Duran, but Jaron Duran has been working on it for like five years now, four years now. And like, he's still like a work in progress. He's very shaky. Yeah. I shouldn't say very shaky. I'm not right, a professional but, athlete. But, but Raffaella, like, you know, like this is a guy like he's making these 
you know, he's everyone believes that he's a plus defender. So that's my biggest takeaway, Coop. And I'm I'm looking forward to so the weird thing is so we do obviously do the spring training games and and guys like this come in the games and and you know he wasn't if it was Marcelo Meyer or even Benellis or someone we'd be like, oh he's in the game. But we're like, oh, here comes oh must be the seventh inning. Here comes Rafaela again. Like thinking like this guy has no chance. He's a real small guy, whatever. So I'll be perfectly honest with you. Grapefruit League, he played in like eight games. And I, I barely remember him. I do remember the home run that Eddie remember that Eddie talked about against Austin Bryce. But still, you're like, oh, okay, he had a home run. You know, he ran into one. Nothing that flies off the paper. No, but that's unfair to him because you're basically saying at that point, you're like, well, this guy isn't considered a top prospect in a lot of people's eyes. He's a small guy. You know, okay, fine. Good for him for getting the chance to play. But now you go to next year, holy, like he's going to be one of these guys everyone's going to like want to watch play. So there you go. So my only, I like once Alex had like brought him up and I, that's, that's my kind of cue is a real baseball player here is telling you to look at another baseball player. That typically means. No, I know. And that's the, so like, I, like I'm agreeing with you. It's just like, that's when I started to pay attention to him and I would check in like maybe like every other week to see how he's doing just because, you know, you get the endorsement of like, not even like a teammate, but like they're, they're competing. They both want contracts to be up at that big league. So for another ball player to like throw another guy out there and really be like convincingly, Hey, this is someone to pay attention to. That's when I started to pay attention. And that's when, when I got to go up to see sale, what, Sale was obviously the number one. The number two thing I was paying attention to, Alex, 2A was Alex. (laughs) 2B, 2B was Rafaela. I mean, the dude's got wheels. He's got a lot of of the tools, and Eddie had kind of talked about that. Like, you're looking for players with five tools, and then that sixth tool, which he had brought up, is kind of having that dog in him, wanting to compete and be malleable and kind of contribute to the organization. So it... He's going to be a fun guy to play to watch play. I think. Yeah, man, that, that's the forward. other part about it, right? He's is that type of player. He's going to be fun. And hey, Baghdad Bob, there. Like, what's the up with the question of like how, like how how are Did you, you just throw it and throw out an ISIS reference? What? Yeah, hey, what, <laughs> what? I'm not going to let you skip over that. It's, Baghdad Bob wasn't ISIS. He was uh, he was Iraq. Was that pre? Was that that's like Saddam Hussein? Before? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I retract that. Give me whatever, whatever you want it. Like the, 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 the publicity campaign, the PR campaign, this is going back to your political roots. No, I, I like, I knew exactly what you were going for. I, I yeah, had a final, yeah, yeah. like, pr- well, like what, presentation. Okay. Kind All of right. So whatever that, <laughs> but it wasn't for like, you know, I've been, genocidal uh, yeah, maniacs. I've been... <laughs> Again, retract. So, but I've been called it on the radio, so I figure it was fair game. Um, but like, what's the question? What's up with the question? Like, what are you going to do with so many good players? How can you have so many good players? How awesome is it to be so awesome? Like, like they they don't have that many good players. Like, no, what and you, that's that's kind of why I asked. Like, because and I wanted to. What dive you said? Into are you the- worried about like guys block? Who is gonna if if Rafaela is good? Is as good like. Who is going to block him? I mean, right now you do have guys with very large contracts that 
You Jackie? do playing center. Yeah, he's he's his contract's up. Okay, so like we're looking, so we're more so looking at like I, obviously he's not going to get pulled up this year, but like more so looking at next year. You think he's going to be coming up over the three guys that you know that are starting in uh, Portland right now? Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea. Right. So that's what I'm talking about. Like it's a, like when you have when you have this level of player, it's like you could hear. I'm going to make the case for you, Jaron Durant. All right. What if Jaron Durant takes off? You're like, oh well. Then what do you do? But it's, it's. I understand where you're going with it because it's the Marcelo Meyer. Do you resign Zinner Bogart's conversation, right? Yeah. Do you ever worry about? <laughs> I'm just giving you crap. No, well, no. I mean, like <laughs> the thing is, is like they are starting to get guys that are developing. Well, I, I read the Sox prospects. Yeah, now, but I try and pay attention listen, to it. I love those guys. I love them. You know, I just like. You know, this is, I was talking with someone, actually I was talking to Metric Man about this today. And we're talking about how this narrative about Dombrowski and and how he guarded the farm system. He didn't gut the farm system. He just didn't get like these 10 guys back in trades, right? So- And and like, the thing is, is like, it was all kind of top tier guys. And it was also top tier guys that were probably waiting around to get up to the bigs and weren't going to get up there right away. Would you agree? Oh, they traded? Yeah. Oh, he didn't trade. He didn't trade anyone that would like hurt them. Copay. Yeah, well, that I mean, that was a one outlier. When I, whenever that conversation comes up, I never bring up Kopech. Mankata, by the way, stinks now. Yeah, like, he's hitting like he, one. He he was rough when he first came in. He had like good years in the middle, and now he's back to yeah. He fell back down. To yeah, him. but but I don't even count that because you had to do that. You had to give up those guys to to get sale. That's that's. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all the other trades you made. And so the difference in Dombrowski and Heim Bloom, the trades, like everyone's applying for Bloom, is that, oh, look, look at the guys he's getting back. He's replenishing the farm system. And Eddie even mentioned it, like we're deeper now. And I believe that. I believe that. But we have to sort of be a little wary of, okay, you you make this trade. Like, for instance, the Benintendi trade. You got back Winkowski, Frenchy Cordero, and then everyone's like, no, you don't understand. They got three more guys. Well, okay. Are they any good? Like, are they going to be major leaguers? Is is when they did the trade deadline, good for you for Pavetta. That's great. But you got back Jason Rosario and Hudson Potts, two guys who are probably not going to be in the major leagues for Moreland. Like, so, but, I mean, there it's most likely this Benatendi trade is going to trickle into the whole, well, what else have we gotten from Benatendi? Because those guys are going to get wrapped up into a trade, what, a well, year, two years from now? Who, Winkowski and... Cordero? Not Winkowski and Cordero, but the other guys. Who else uh, did we pick yeah, up? Yeah, and... yeah, but it's the. But to me, it's like that. In that, that's just an example. I'm not saying that Heimblum's making bad trades, because like on this, like I just that on the surface, like I say, well, fine, you get Winkowski and nothing, nothing else for Benintendi, and if he's in a rotation, good. That's a good trade. That's fine. Benintendi's contract is up. But my my thing is like this idea that you're getting all these players back. Well, tell me how many of them are going to be legitimate major league uh, candidates. And so when you talk about going back to your question, when you have all these guys say, oh, well, you have all these guys. And yeah, it's deeper. But to me, it's like, well, there's a different levels here. Like Rafaela, like from what we understand, this is a guy who's non-negotiable. Like this is a guy, if you're going to want to Miguel Miguel Blaise, if you want to go Blaise, sorry. Man, that's what's wrong with me. 
You're gonna um, drop a kiki next. Yeah, you give me crap about calling Raphael Devers Devers, which I probably did. Um, but you know, the top level guys is fine. But you know what I mean? It's like this that's fine that you get all these guys. Tell me the guys who are gonna be even like front of the program, Connor Siebold, right? He has to prove it. He has to prove that he, he has not yet. No, he hasn't yet. It doesn't mean he's not gonna, but you know, you yeah, anyway. So I in synopsis, cool. I'm excited for this player, and this is why so, we're doing a podcast. For so, him. do you agree that like it is champagne problems? Like when you see like I the love fifth that guy term. in the org- the champagne problems. Yeah, no, I, I mean, don't agree. I, I don't agree. It's like I don't even know where that came from. Like they what, don't have that, an embarrassment of riches at the center field position. But that's what I mean because like when you start getting like this is now their fifth guy that they have in the top 100, and people might be getting complete i even like i buy into the hype sometime where i'm like we got you know the who best farm in the system in the world no one's gonna beat us in six years <laughs> yeah and, and like that's the that's the thing it's like in six go years. look go look go look go back and look what? go back and look at like the top 100 guys and how many know, of them are actually like, yeah going, i mean yeah but that's the thing it's like misses, baseball but... is so weird like because yeah. you don't know if these guys guys are gonna pan out no it's it's and this is why it, you know, I love the fact, one of the things I love, and I think that, you know, when we've had on Chris Hatfield, I want to have him on again. I love talking to him, the Sox prospects and all those guys. Maybe he'd be a good uh, post-All-Star game, post-Futures game. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's only one guy in the Futures game, for, and that's the guy we we're talking about We can still talk about, about the, the, the field. We can only, we, we're, once a month, we're going to do Sedan Raffaella podcast. But it's, but I love talking about, but, and I think that Chris is pretty realistic with guys. I think what he does and what those guys do is they present that here, here are the guys, here's what they're doing, here are the type of players they are, I don't, and they do their best to rank them. But I don't think they're delusional about it. Like, whereas I think some people are delusional about it. They get Maybe. to your point, they get so excited about what what's coming, what's what's going on, and okay, well, you know, it, number one, it takes a while, even if you're good, and most of the time, even if you're good, like that that while might be forever it might never happen it's just the i mean th- think about you know even like jackie bradley right i mean jackie bradley is a really good player but if you go back to what the way people are talking about him it was this unworldly like transcendent transcendent player that is going to hit like 30 home runs a year okay i'm glad that you went to the offense part because i was about to say like his, oh, no, his defense course. is transcendent no, who was the guy? Someone's like, so there's going to hit 30 home runs a year. I forget what it was. But, you know, we get these guys every once in a while. And even, like, Marcelo Meyer and Nick York, those guys, like, I want to see them succeed. Like, I, I see a lot of great in them. But, you know, both this year, for instance, both of them have, now have wrist injuries. Like, this is a top type of stuff you just don't know. So, I don't know. It comes back to the guy that we're talking about, Sedan Raffaella who, uh, if nothing else, I mean, what I'm psyched about is that this is, to your point, he's an exciting player to watch. It's not like this this guy who, oh, you're just going to have to take my word for it, is there. Like, you know, you know who's like that, who's actually doing well now, is Jeter Downs. Like, everyone kept putting him in, like, number five prospect. And I was like, what? I've seen him play. Like, it doesn't add up. But... You know, and now maybe it's starting to click for him. That good for him. But with Raffaella, if nothing else, why he'd figure it out, he's an exciting guy to watch. Do you think 
because and I brought it up with Eddie that like he came up like he he played well at Greenville, went up to Portland and like seamlessly like just transitioned that success. And I I me and my dumb fan brain like I read that like Portland's a tough play or Double A is a tough place to play for players. It's typically higher uh, level of play, whereas like Triple Double A is higher than Single A. From what I've read, and like I, and that's me being a dumb idiot fan, just being like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy into that." Yeah, double like up. double A, like no, that's double where the a is higher is. Single A. Is, is that what you're saying? I mean, it, like in my dumb fan brain, it makes sense because you get well. Like, I mean, the, I think you get some I of think, the bums think, that just. I think like, that's actually a factual. That's not even a yeah. Because you get some thing. of the guys that just like they peter out and they stay at AAA, and like that's where they're gonna live for like the rest of their but life. But there's so that's and that's where the AAA to the majors, like that's the jump. Right. Everyone yep. says that. That's like the it with Frankie Cordero can hit 380 with 40 home runs in triple A. And then he gets up to the majors and they're asking him to do a suicide squeeze every other day. You know, so. Um, so to, yeah. to further this in all of your your years of expertise. <laughs> that's me. That's me stroking your ego there instead of can, calling can you, you old. Can you just cut that part? And just yep. Let just call, clip that. Just, just clip that. that. But when you watch and obviously like you, you haven't been able to watch him too much. Where would you put him in like the, the spectrum of has potential to make it slash has potential to be Rafael, the guy that we're talking about all episode. <laughs> we Alex Benalis. Why? Um, no, Alex is on the, the potential of just being oh, a Hall how about of Fame. The like I can't talk right now. I got to go to a meeting, but can we talk after the game yesterday? <laughs> three three demerits yesterday um Man. anyway well it's my, my fault because i didn't stick around till after the game uh i don't i have no idea like i have a vague recollection of him in spring training and i haven't seen him enough this year i like honestly when i i mean it when i say it, in spring training next year he's gonna be the he's gonna be you're gonna talk power the rank the guys at everyone yeah the talk of the town the talk of Daniel Street or whatever. We're gonna get is. the we're gonna get the story of uh, his name being Chipper about like five times. No, we're breaking that. Boom. Oh, Boom. people are still people still love to harp on that. It, it's like the whole hey, Jeter, there's a Jeter playing the Red Sox or playing the Yankees right now for the Red Sox, and he just hit the tying run. Yeah, so tired. I'm saying? tired of the Jeter stuff okay, already. Yeah, okay, sorry. It's okay. Don't be exhausted. I don't think you understand, Jeter. Derek Peter. I, I can't Peter do down. that. I can't do nah, like, He's nah, either got to get traded or I people mean, need I, to get I gotta over be honest that. With you that. I'm looking forward to the all-star weekend. Cause I'm so like, it's you talk about the Red Sox limping to the finish. Like the like I'm limping to it. Like I need, I need a, like a, a diversion and that's the perfect diversion. I mean, a little, little teaser, a little teaser books. What? The all-star Rough draft of the book is finished. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, well, that's you know, there's still a ways to go before no, you before pat you yourself on your the copy, back before you get a copy in the mail. Can yeah. I get it signed? By the way, so I'm not going to say who I was talking to on the phone today, um, who was saying that he was sharing uh, the book with some other members of his uh, members of the bullpen, and they were saying uh, they were in amazement about the quality of writing. Um, so I'm not saying wow. who that was or wow. what is it context. the same, is it the same person that wrote an LA uh, times article? I mean, you can Google it. <laughs> so anyway, um, all right. Well, baseball's and boring uh, podcast coming up on uh, Friday. Courtney's already reached out. She, I told her topic all-star 
efforting some all-star people and oh this is my bread and butter oh yeah this it's gonna be a good conversation i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it but it's gonna be a good conversation um and i i buried the lead coop holy mackerel why'd you bury it i am dig it back up i am making you you may next week may be the best week of your life of my life of your life can i tell you something what i've lived a pretty sad life so it's gonna be pretty easy to do that all right that's not true (laughs) <laughs> so but it's you're got you're going to the all-star game i am you're, going you're, to the home run derby you're, you're doing the whole thing with a press credential you, no big it, deal yeah no big deal this is big uh, j but yeah <laughs> man what an aphrodisiac um <laughs> so uh so you're doing that and we know that after that later that week is cooperstown where you're putting up the whole uh company the whole odyssey company in your bed no breakfast deal. No big it's, deal. it's what I do. I, I like hosting. I, yeah. That's why I'm here. But in the middle there, in the middle, there may be a podcast. There's a very good chance of a podcast. Okay. Who's the guy that when we started this, you said, who was the guy that you wanted to do a podcast with? Well, there's one clip of me speaking sweet nothings to David Ortiz. So that's one. Uh, yeah. Number two is Dustin Pedroia. Dustin Pedroia. I, I got a text from Dustin. So I want to talk to Pedroia because I feel like we should – lead into the, the Hall of Fame ceremonies talking about Ortiz, right? You have to. You have and to. You I feel bring like up even all the better than Ortiz talking, because we've already had him on. But <laughs> even better is Pedroia talking about Ortiz. So I reached out to Pedroia, and he was ghosting me, ghosting me, ghosting me. And then at about 2 o'clock in the morning, I hear my phone go off. And he said, I'm flying back from Greece and I'll, no I'll hit deal. you up when I, when, when I, you know, I come back. So here you go. Boom. I'm, I'm very excited for that. I yeah. like above, above all else. Like I, the home run derby is going to be cool. Pete Alonso is going to hit in another, another home run. That's going to be a walk off. He's going to win again. I, you put that on the record right now. All Pete right. Alonso home run derby champ. Uh, all-star game is going to be as invigorating as it always is since they've done away with any meaning for it. But Dustin Pedroia, mm. that, that gets the you blood You have to going. submit your questions to me. Do I? Yeah. All right. So I can't just yeah. like off the whim, just yeah, be like, be, hey, Dustin, like, remember that awesome time you did this? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if you drop champagne problems once again, three demerits. Although well, I like that term. That, I, like- I, th- I think Eddie was a fan of that. Oh, he was a fan of the term. Yeah. yeah. And he was also a fan of you suggesting they have too many, too much talent. Hey, I'm I'm from the I'm from the political spectrum. I know how to stroke egos. Okay, I know. And, and I do want to get more on your uh, the behind the scenes of giving tours of the Capitol building. But that's for another day. That's for another day. All you, right. You trying to figure out how to get into the uh, the Capitol, Rob? Is this is this you, something that you needed to be brought to a hearing you, for? You are suspect. You yeah. are suspect. Where were you friend. on the sixth? Yeah, exactly. All right. See you on Friday. See you around, Rob.